Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. I'm going to be your host for the next hour, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. And you just heard the number to call in and be on the program. It's 303-690-3000. Pray you're doing well today. You're encouraged and so give me a call. All open lines right now. And if you can grab one of those open lines early in the show, uh, then uh, we can begin to talk about the things of the Lord and answer your questions that you might have concerning uh, your Bible reading or uh, maybe a teaching you heard. You need some clarity and understanding. I'd uh, love to be able to take you to the Word of God and bring clarity and uh, explain things as best I can. We're here to minister to you in that way and also to take your prayer request. And I know that we all need prayer. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. And there is another means for you to be able to ask a question or to uh, give a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. It's a different number, as most of you know, but if you're new to Calvary Live, I want to give you that number as well, 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Always be in a safe place when you're texting, but that might be um, something that is easier for you to do and more convenient for you to do right now. That is that text line, a dedicated text line that is a twenty four seven prayer line. If you need prayer, and there will be those that will be praying for you as they check those prayer requests. But during this hour, as you ask your questions or give your prayer requests, we will take a look at uh, the dedicated text line, and uh, we will uh, certainly use that as uh, we have time and time permits if the calls fall off. But really would like to hear from you. Really would like to have you give me a call uh, here uh, at um, in in, um, call-in number is 303-690-3000. And so love to hear from you. I want to welcome all of you that are listening in Grace FM. Uh, you are listening live this afternoon, and it's a beautiful sunny day. Uh, we had some snow move in over the weekend. We're very grateful for the snow, especially up here in northern Colorado. I think yesterday was the first time that I've seen the mountains um, in weeks, in, in probably a couple months because of all the fires that were taking place. The Mullins fire up in the snowies in southern um, Wyoming and into uh, Colorado, the fire came, very large fire. And then also uh, the Cameron Peak fire and the East Troublesome fire. So many homes were destroyed last week. It was a very, very difficult week, very difficult couple weeks here in northern Colorado. And so um, many homes uh, were burnt, and uh, they don't know how many. People are still waiting to get into those areas. Uh, up in the Cameron Peak Fire, that's burnt well over 200,000. 
uh, acres, and then the East Troublesome Fire, almost 200,000 acres. And then the Cow Wood Fire as well that uh, burnt uh, just west of Boulder and Longmont. Uh, dozens of homes were burnt down. And so we are praying for you. And uh, some of this area that has burnt and people been affected by the fires is in our listening area, clear up to Estes Park. They evacuated the whole town of Estes Park. And those of you who are listening uh, on uh, other radio stations out east, Hope and Truth FM, first of all, we welcome you. And uh, But it has been such an unprecedented summer as far as drought and fires, hundreds of thousands of acres of burn. Uh, acres up there where I spent a lot of time ever since I was in college uh, hiking and fishing, and uh, those forests are now burnt, homes burnt. And so we want to pray for you. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 303-690-3000. And uh, we still have fires that are burning, the Middle Fork fires at 20,000 acres. And uh, so we're praying that the snow suppressing the fires good to see the sky. We haven't been able to see the stars at night for weeks. Ash has been falling on our cars and on our homes and sidewalks. It's been amazing. Uh, We're grateful for the blue skies, and we just want to continue to pray for relief. So why don't we do that right now? As Father, we thank you for the snow that has come in, and it's cold and it's inconvenient, but I just pray that it would suppress these fires, that they would not spread anymore. And I pray for those who have been displaced, those who are in hotels right now, not able to get back into the area where their homes are to to see if they even have a home left. But many homes have burnt in the fires this summer. And so we pray for your provision, for your comfort. Lord, as we enter winter, as people are trying to decide what to do, our homes are are a place of sanctuaries, a place where we have memories very, very hard, Lord, and it's on top of a pandemic. And I just pray that you would be with the firefighters, the first responders, those who have been affected in so many ways, uh, animals that had to be released, horses and and other things, uh, businesses that have been lost. We just lift that all up to you, Lord. And Lord, we also want to just pray as we know that COVID is spreading here, continues, the numbers go up and there's concern. We just pray for healing upon our state. We pray for healing upon our nation. And Lord, help us navigate through all of this and to know that you are the one that is our certainty. So Lord, we just lift all this up to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, welcome again. Those of you who are listening, uh, Grace and um, FM, Truth and Hope FM, other radio stations perhaps have picked up Calvary Live. You can call me at 303-690-3000. We've got a couple open lines. Text line is 720-336-0897. And then the online listeners as well, anywhere in the United States, because we have listeners from all four corners of the nation that listen, and throughout the Midwest and the West Coast and down South. It's great to, to see all the people that have tuned in. Give me a call. Love to see how you're doing. There's a hurricane that's headed towards the the Gulf Coast, and we're going to be praying for you during the show. Just a lot that is going on. And this is a show where we can encourage you, and we can bless one another, and we can go to God's Word because He is our certainty, and He's on the throne. And uh, He is still working, and, and He's the one that gives us comfort And he's the one that gives the strength. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines. In the meantime, we're going to go to Tammy in Greeley. Hi, Tammy. 
Hello. You're on Calvary Live. Yes. Um, I just wondering if you could um, pray for me. I've been unemployed since um, right before COVID due to a reorganization at my job. And so at the time I thought it'd be okay, and then COVID hit, and it's been quite mm. a struggle to get a job. Yeah. So I, I'm fortunate that I have unemployment, but that's going to be running out because I'm on my next yeah. on 13 weeks, and um, yeah. and I've been looking, and it's like, you know, I've gone for interviews, but that right job hasn't, I guess, fallen yeah. in place yet because I know God's looking out after me. Yeah, and he is, and he cares about you, Tammy, and we're certainly going to pray as Father. Tammy needs a job, and it's been uh, months uh, since the beginning of the year since she's been unemployed. Um, and Lord, with COVID hitting, there's a lot of people in this situation. I pray that you would take her to the right job soon, that you would supply all her needs in Christ Jesus. And Lord, you care about us. You care about providing for us. So, Lord, just give her a peace, guide her, direct her um, to the right place at the right time. And, Lord, especially as the holidays are coming up. And, Lord, I thank you that you provided for her throughout the year. But just take her to that right job. And, Lord, uh, I also just want to lift up those here in Weld County. Um, So many have lost their jobs uh, throughout the front range because of COVID, but uh, up here in northern Colorado with the oil and gas and everything else. Um, Lord, I just pray for those families that have need, those families that, that uh, you know, providers of the families that need jobs. I just pray that you would just provide for them. And Lord, we look to you for all of our needs. I pray for Tammy, that she would see you working as you take her to the right job very soon here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You bet, Tammy. We'll be praying for you. Okay, hang in there. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Hey, everybody, hang in there. I know that we're we're all tired and we're weary. It's been a very difficult year for uh, different reasons and means. So I'd love to pray with you. Give me a call. we got all open lines right now, 303-690-3000, here on Calvary Live. My name, again, is Jeff Figgs at Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, and I'd love to pray with you. I I see it as a a privilege to be able to do that, to serve you in that way. And uh, so the text line is 720-336-0897. Text me a a prayer request or uh, a question that you might have, and we got all open lines right now. Uh, We, you know, we've been going through a lot here in our state, and I know it, it, it is... Uh, something that it wears on us and it gets overwhelming and we have needs and we wonder and the uncertainty. I do want to read to you from uh, Isaiah 61 that came to mind as we were praying about the fires and uh, hundreds of thousands of acres that have uh, burnt and uh, up here in northern Colorado in homes. But I want to read to you the, the uh Isaiah 61, which is a wonderful chapter. It speaks of the good news of salvation, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and to the opening of the prison, to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord 
and a day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness and planning of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And as I read that, it reminds me of, you know, a lot of the trees up there were lodgepole pines, dead uh, beetle kill up there in the forest that have been dead. And, and many people have worried about that large fires might go through there in the right condition of drought and wind. And that's what happened this year. And the the cones of the, the lodgepole pine, they're called serotonous pine cones, which means they're solid. And the only way that they open up to drop their seeds is through heat. That's the way God made it. So when the fires go through, um, there is ashes. And I can't help but think about here in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3, to give them beauty for ashes and oil for joy for mourning. Uh, and as I read that, that a new forest is going to come up. And, and that's what happened up in the Yellowstone area. In the Yellowstone area in the late 80s, a million acres burned through Lodgepole. And it's a beautiful, beautiful forest up there right now. And it will happen here. But even as we know that a new forest will come in, even as homes have been burnt and, and homes will be rebuilt, maybe that there's some things that have burnt in your life and, and you feel like uh, this situation, this circumstance, there's ashes, that God wants to bring beauty. And I want to remind you of that. And he's the God that can do that. And he's the God that can uh, bring refreshment, and he's the one that can work, and he can restore. And so if you need prayer, please call for uh, prayer, or if you have a question, the call-in number is 303-690-3000, and we got an open line. So let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Ari and Thornton. Ari? Did I say that? Hello. <laughs> can you say that again? Yes, my name is Ari. Ari, okay. Yeah, How are thanks. you? I'm good. Thank you How for you? calling. I'm doing good. Appreciate your call. Of course. How can how can we minister to you? I would like a very strong prayer, please, for my uncle Sean and my mother in law's neighbor. Her name is Donna. They're battling cancer right now and they recently got some pretty bad news. I would like prayer for their peace and their joy and um uh, and their comfort during this hard time. Absolutely, Ari. Father, um, I thank you for Ari's call. And as she lifts up uh, her uncle um, to you um, and mother-in-law's friend that have cancer, both of them, and as it begins to affect them in their health and um, getting bad news recently, we just lift them up to you. You know who they are. You know exactly what they're battling. And Lord, you care about our health. You care about everything about us. So I pray for your healing touch upon them. I pray that you would minister to them and bring in comfort to them and draw them to you. And Lord, I thank you that we can call upon you and for all of our needs. And we just lift them up to you as they battle cancel. And it is such a difficult, hard thing. And and not just the the physical effects, but the emotional and the spiritual effects. And I just pray for your comfort to come upon them, your strength come to them. Lord, that you would just uh, minister to them in every way that they need. 
I play, pray, Lord, for um, you know all those that are around them to give them wisdom, uh, to be able to give encouragement and the right words of comfort to give to them. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet, Ari. Thank you for calling. We'll be praying. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You bet. A- absolutely. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live. So glad that you are with us today and listening. Maybe you're in traffic uh, coming home from work or school. Maybe uh, you're uh, uh, with the kids uh, doing some activities, whatever the case may be, finishing work. Give me a call if you get a chance and love to hear from you and and minister to you. So uh, the text line 720-336-0897 for your text questions and prayers. Uh, request uh, to remind you the text is always open 24-7 uh, for you to receive prayer. So any time that you can text that number, um, you can text in a prayer request, and there will be those at Calvary Church in Aurora that will be praying for you. Such a great ministry there and opportunity for you to be prayed for. Um, so we got a couple open lines. Uh, let's go to Jeremy in Platteville. Hi, Jeremy. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Great. Yeah. So my question was, um, I was just wondering, so I know Jesus is the way and the only way before he existed. I know obviously people were saved, but how, how was that when Jesus was alive? I just don't understand that. Yeah. And that's a good question. And that's something that Paul Um, he emphasizes as he is writing in the New Testament. When he began, Paul, to bring this doctrine of of grace, you know, the the readers, and particularly those of the Jewish background, would say, what do you mean just have faith in Jesus Christ? There's got to be more to it. What about the Old Covenant? You know, what about the sacrifices and the festivals and the law and all of this? And Paul was showing them particularly through the book of Romans and the book of Galatians, that it is faith alone in Jesus Christ that saves. It's not the law. And so they would scoff at that. They would question that. What do you mean? It's by my faith alone. What's this grace? You know, you're saved by, uh, you know, faith through grace or grace through faith. It's not of yourself. It's the gift of God. So what he does is Paul, he says, I'm going to show you that it's always been that way since the very beginning. Justification by faith. And so you can mark down Galatians chapter 3, and he says, Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And so what he goes back to is back to their beginning of you know, the nation to their forefather Abraham that they looked up to him. And he said it wasn't the law that saved Abraham, but he believed God. It was faith that that brought uh, righteousness to Abraham. Because he quotes from Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Circumcision didn't come till chapter 17. And of course, the big theme in the book of Galatians was that Paul says, why do you believe another gospel which is not the gospel? And why have you 
you know, uh, turned away from the grace of Christ to a different gospel. And so he explains to them that's the way it's always been. So in the Old Testament, they look forward to, you know, um, the coming of Messiah. Um, we look back to it, knowing the full revelation that Jesus went to the cross, died for our sins. But he makes the point, and he does the same thing in the book of Romans, that Abraham believed God. It was faith, and he was accounted for righteousness. So that's how righteousness came to them. And it, it, it was looking forward to the cross. We simply look back to the cross. And they didn't have the full revelation, but Paul explains that to them. He said the law can't save anyone. Uh, and um, the law was to be, do you remember from your studies in the book of Galatians, if you studied that book, was to be a no. schoolmaster to show us that we need the Savior, Jesus Christ. The law shows us that we're sinners, not that we're righteous, because we've all broken the law. So he, you might read those chapters of Galatians chapter 3, uh, Galatians called the mini-Romans, and then that doctrine of justification in the book of Romans, uh, he explains it as well in chapters 3, 4, and 5. And he brings up Abraham again and how Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, that really does help. Yeah, thank you a lot. That was a great answer. And you also read in Hebrews chapter 11, by faith, the the hall of faith, those believers by faith, by faith, by faith, as he talks about um, the patriarchs, as he talks about Moses, as he talks about Abraham, that word is used over and over again, by faith. So it's always been by faith. And here's the thing, Jeremy, I think it's really important for us to understand that, because even there's a tendency among some Christians to put themselves under legalistic kind of um, things, or go back to the law, or I'm a good person. None of those things save us. And what saves us is our faith, and we're saved by grace through faith. And as we understand that, Paul comes along in the book of Romans, and then he talks about the doctrine of sanctification, that is, we're set aside to live for him. And the reader also, especially the one who had that Jewish mindset that, you know, had dedicated themselves to the law, that they would think, well, you're saved by grace, the unmerited favor of God. Does that mean you can live any way that you want? Well, then Paul, in chapter 6 of Romans, begins to give the doctrine of justification, that should we continue in sin, that grace abounds? He says no, because we now live for Christ, and we live according to the Spirit, and we don't live according to the flesh, and we don't you know, reckon ourselves over to just live in any way that we want, but we identify with Christ. And as we identify with Christ, um, then we live for Christ. We're free not just to do what we want to do, we're free to live for Christ and to do what he wants us to do. And Paul also makes the point in the book of Romans that the greatest, you know, or, you know, the law can be summed up in one word, that is love, just loving God and loving him. So it's important for us to be established in those truths. Okay. All right, Jer- well, yeah, All right Jeremy. You. So you might want to go over those chapters of Romans and Galatians. So it'll really help you. Can you say Galatians three, four, and five? Yeah, 
And, you know, Galatians isn't that big of a book. You can read all of it and um, in just one evening. But then Romans chapters 3, 4, and 5 is the doctrine of justification. And then chapters 6, 7, and 8 is the doctrine of sanctification. Sanctification means being set aside to live for the Lord now that you are saved. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is just the, I'm going through the Bible for the first time in my life, and right now I'm in uh, 2 Corinthians. So, yeah, oh, just a lot, of, a lot of questions. So thank you for your answer. It, and you know what, Jeremy, you call if you got any questions. 2 Corinthians okay. such an incredible book. So, um, you know, you'll keep reading, you'll keep growing, and it'll all start connecting and making sense. So, hey, I'm glad you called. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. Have a great day. You, you too. 303-690-3000. Maybe you got a question about uh, the Bible. You're reading the Bible. You're listening to Christian radio. You're listening to teaching. Maybe your pastor did a teaching, and you haven't had a chance to, to ask a question that you might have. And so I'd love to talk with you. we got all open lines right now as we're headed towards the break in a few minutes. So we got plenty of time in the show, 303-690-3000. The text line is 720-336-0897. I think great is the day when we realize that we are saved by grace, the unmerited favor of God. We're saved by our faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone. And sometimes people will say, well, does that just mean, if you know, that we can live any way that we want? No, it doesn't mean that we can live any way that we want. What it means is that we're free to live for Jesus. And Paul sums up the, the law in one word, saying love. And as we love God, and out of that love, we will do more for him and do more out of grace than we ever could do in our own flesh. And there's such a freedom that is there when we just are just loving the Lord and enjoying the Lord and walking with him and trusting him. He has saved us. He did the work on Calvary's cross. He cried out from that cross, it is finished, and then he breathed his last. And what Jesus was saying is, I've done the work. I've paid the price. And then Matthew's narrative tells us that the veil was rent in half from top to bottom there in the temple that separated the holy place from the most holy place. And what the Lord was saying is, you can now come into my presence because of the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what the author of Hebrew writes in chapter 10. And it's such a glorious, glorious truth. What Jesus has done for us in doing the work and then rising from the grave, he validated what he did on the cross. And just the rest in that and the trust in that and to marvel at that. And that's my prayer for all of you, that you would just say, Lord, you know what? I know that you love me so much that you came and died for me. And as we just walk with him and talk with him and get to know him, it's such an incredible thing. So, so hey, we got a call from uh, somebody who can't be on the air, but they wanted um, prayer. And uh, he has a home in North Carolina that needs to sell. So, Father, we do pray for Scott before we go to the break. Lord, you do care about as we have... Uh, things that uh, weigh on our hearts and minds. And Scott right now is uh, he uh, desires for his home to sell. He needs to sell it. You know the circumstances. So I pray that you bring the right buyer, that you would um, be able to, you know, 
uh, help Scott to to sell this home, that there'd be a contract on it, that everything would go well. So just provide for Scott and uh, help that home to sell as he needs to sell it. And so we just pray all this in Jesus' precious, precious name. Amen and amen. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break. We got two open lines. As we go to break, you're going to hear the music here in just a little bit. Um, Then we're going to go back to the phone lines. Uh, But give me a call at 303-690-3000. It's the only break of the show. And then we got a whole half hour afterwards. And the text line is 720-336-0897. So I'd love to answer your questions. Love to pray with you. Uh, Let's encourage each other, folks. Uh, let's use this time to really be a blessing to one another and to, you know, learn, learn of, you know, uh, as people call in and sometimes people ask questions that you might be thinking about. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And as you hear the music, we are going to go to break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good that you can join us and you're listening today. I pray that you're blessed, that you're safe, that that you're doing well, you're strengthened in the Lord, uh, you're being comforted by the Lord, uh, whatever comes your way knowing that he loves you and he cares for you and he is with you. And and so love to have you give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Just a real quick announcement. We are doing in-person services here at Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado, Sunday mornings, 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock, going through Matthew's Gospel, such an incredible study. And uh, so I'd love for you to join us. You can register for our services at Calvary Chapel Greeley, all one word, calvarychapelgreeley.org, O-R-G, and it's very easy to register for one of those services. we got children's ministry at all three of our morning services where you can bring your kids, and so you can register. If one of the classrooms is full or the toddler room, you can register for another uh, service, and so that's why we have that there for you, and uh, we'd love for you to come out as we worship and uh, we have middle schoolers at 9.30 and 11 o'clock as well. And then other things going on during the week. So check us out at calvarychapelgreeley.org uh, for all the things that are taking place here. So we're slowly getting back to in-person, and uh, you can uh, read all about that on our website. And also you can download our uh, mobile app, and uh, that has all the information plus our e-bulletin and we update that constantly, all the things that are taking place. So I'd love to meet with you and um, love to to minister uh, to you and meet your family and serve you any way that we can. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Karen in Thornton. Hi, Karen. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are Thank you? I am good. And you, and you? I'm doing good. Thank you for calling today. Well, I do want to thank you so much. I seem to be calling a lot, so I appreciate you giving of your time to help us go through the Bible on things that we Absolutely. do questions. So it's a, it's a Absolutely. blessing. It is. Um, so, so, Pastor, my question today is, um, you know, I, 
kind of to make it quick, it's kind of that once saved, always saved. I mean, there's so much scripture saying that, you know, once mm-hmm. we receive Jesus, that our, our salvation is secure and it can never be taken away. So my question was, as I was studying Revelation 3, when we come to the Church of Sardis, um, again, they're speaking to my understanding that they're speaking to the churches, but in verse 4, they were talking about how some of them, um, the praise that, that God gave them, those that they didn't soil their clothes, but they said, and they would be dressed in white. But I think where I'm kind of getting kind of stumbled is um, he says for the overcomers or those who are victorious, um, they'll be dressed in white, but he will never blot out their name um, in the book of life. So I'm just kind of wondering, what is he talking about if we're all going to, if we're saved once we receive the Lord? And, you know, I think uh, as you look at it, and he's talking to the church as known as the dead church. And, um, and as you go through it, you can see how he rebukes them. He says, you know, I know your works, that you have a name, that you're alive, but you are dead. So they thought they were saved, but they were dead spiritually is what he's talking about. They had a reputation of being alive. But as you go through it, then as we see a consistency in the seven letters, number one, uh, to the angel of the church of whatever um, church he's writing to, to the messenger. The second thing is he would commend them in the things that they were doing well. Thirdly, he would rebuke them in the things that needed correction. And then fourthly, he would give an eternal promise. And so in verse 5, he says, In he who overcomes. Now, do you know the definition of an overcomer as you study the Scriptures? Yes, yeah, that they, they've overcome. They have surrendered. I think that they've overcome yeah. the world, and they've surrendered so you, and are submitted to the Lord. Yeah, so you can write down First John 5.5, 5, I believe, that that gives us the definition of, of an overcomer. He overcomes is he who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So John gives us, in his epistle, the definition of an overcomer. So it's one who believes in Jesus. So one who's a believer shall be clothed in white garments— and I will not blot his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. So we know that there's a book of life, right? And the book of life is real, and it's mentioned in Scripture. And uh, But when we read that, we read it in a way of, he will not blot my name out of the book of life. We kind of picture God up in heaven or Jesus up in heaven with a big eraser, you know, that you're going to lose your salvation and he's going to, you know, erase your name. Um, There is a book of life. We know that when you get to the end of the book of Revelation, I believe that it tells us um, that it's, um, that, you know, the books are open in chapter 20. Another book was opened, the book of life. Uh, We know Moses spoke about the book of life. So throughout the scripture, you see this book of life. When I read this, he who overcomes, he's a believer he's not going to be blotted out of the book of life. I think it just, to me, as I read it, it gives me the assurance that, hey, I'm in the book of life, and and I'm a believer, I'm an overcomer, I have faith in Jesus Christ, I believe in the security of salvation, that I belong to him, I'm in his hands, and no one will pluck me out of his hands. So you're not going to be out of the book of life. 
God's not going to say, I changed my mind or whatever. And then also the progression here that I'll confess um, his name before my father and before his angels, that goes along with what Jude says, that little epistle, that he who is able to keep you from stumbling will present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. So it's talking about the believer. I think it's just, to me, it gives the assurance that, you know, he's not going to blot us out of the book of life. And uh, so I don't think of it as, you know, God's up there with an eraser that's going to erase us, uh, our names, if we are not worthy enough or good enough. Um, You know, you're an overcomer, you're a believer. And I think that the other verses that we have in the Scripture gives us the, you know, assurance of security that we have in the Lord. So that's how I read it. And uh, he's going to confess me before the Father. He's going to confess you Karen before the Father. Isn't that an incredible well, truth? It is. And, and, and I don't want you to think for a minute. I, I appreciate it so much. I just wanted, I was just kind of confused because when he says, wake up. So my thought, I was thinking, well, he's speaking to the churches, meaning probably saved people. And he's saying, yes, wake up. Because like now, there are several, there are so many of believers that are just sleeping. They're saved, but they're sleeping. They're not looking for his coming and they're not. Um, d- being busy with the things of the Lord. They're just doing what they want to do. And um, so that was my thought of that's who he's speaking to. It's like, wake up. You are dead. I'm coming. Wake up. And then when he said, I wouldn't blot you out, because I, I believe, I just know that he's not going to ever. When, yeah, right. I trust the other scriptures when he talks yeah. about that we will and, be with him forever. So Right. And I don't worry about, you know, I'm going to lose my salvation. I think, Karen, uh, we're you know, what's so valuable about these seven letters is we can apply it to, these are like seven different churches. You know, you have churches that may, you know, have the same characteristics, like a working church, but you've left your first love. Uh, You have churches that are persecuted. You have churches that, you know, they kind of fit into these categories, but they're like seven different kinds of Christians as well. And, And Christians that Maybe even as I read this, you have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead, um, and strengthen the things which remain. So some something's going on to where they have a reputation of being alive. They have a reputation of, um, you know, I know your works, but they were dead spiritually. And you know, you're either alive spiritually. We were dead spiritually before we came to Christ. They, to me, it sounds like they weren't. They are not saved. They're dead. Jesus is calling them dead, and that's not a good thing. So we are dead in our trespasses and sins. But God, who is great in mercy and love, has made us alive through Jesus Christ. So you know, there may be Christians that are kind of sleeping, that are distracted. Um, but when it comes to salvation, we don't want to mix salvation with sanctification. And, and salvation comes to us through faith in Jesus Christ alone. It's not in what we do, um, but there should be, our faith should be alive. Right, Karen? It sh- it, it should be, it's a living faith. It's not a dead faith. No, I agree. So, well, Pastor Jeff, thank you so much. I appreciate all the time you took to, to explain that out. You and bet. I love that. You're right. I, love, I would like to go back to the basic. Did you say John 5 5 was the definition of the overcomer? Is that yeah. where you said First that? Yeah. 1 John 5 that? 5. 1 John. And okay. I always, I, yeah, 
And I always go back to that. That's the definition of overcomer because, you know, we hear that word a lot in the church. Um, we have overcomer classes and all that um, that we hear about. And so he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, that's the definition of an overcomer. So, hey, Karen, thanks. Call any time for questions. And, you know, it is a, a verse that you're asking about that is, you know, uh, that has been debated uh, throughout church age. And um, so I'm just giving you my perspective on it. And I believe to me, as I read it, just gives me the assurance that, hey, I'm saved and and the security of salvation uh, is explained there that he's not going to blot me out of the book of life. That's how I read it. So, Praise the Lord. Okay, well, thanks, Pastor Jeff. Appreciate your help. You bet, Karen. God bless you. Good question. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to my hometown, Greeley. Pat, it's on line two. Hi, Pat. Hey, Pastor Jeff. How you doing? Good. How you been? I've been good. I've been good. I, too, call good. a lot. Uh, I get a lot of good <laughs> answers from uh, this show, from you and yeah. Pastor Ed and stuff. It's really a blessing to have you guys available. Um, I have a question and I have a prayer request. The okay. question is, I, I was listening to Grace FM yesterday, and they were talking about the laws, uh, the the law, and what it made it, what they made it sound like was this: um, that there are 613 laws that the Pharisees were trying to follow, and it, the, the it begins with the Ten Commandments, but there are 1600 that uh, talk about marriage, finances, whatever. Uh, and I was always under the impression that the Pharisees made up all these 600 laws. But uh, I think it was Pastor Nick, I'm not sure. He, he made it sound like God gave these 613 laws. And uh, so can I get some clarification on that? Did they make up all these laws? Or did God give them, or were there 613 original laws, and then the Pharisees, to make sure that they stood in line with them, they added tons more to the existing laws? Yeah, that's what I understand, and um, I know Nick is, you know, Nick is so smart, you know, and he does a lot of research on these things, um, so I'm sure he's very versed on it. But what I understand is that the Jewish tradition is that there's 613 commandments okay. and uh, uh, in the Torah. And so it, it includes, you know, positive commandments, negative commandments, um, and they took it out of the law of God is what they did, and it was recorded in the Talmud. So what the scribes did, and the scribes, you have these different sects of leaders. There was the Pharisees, the Pharisees were um, before the time of Jesus. It, it was uh, after the captivity. Uh, I believe they came about the time of Judas Maccabee and when Antiochus Epiphanes came into Jerusalem and desecrated the temple. But the mm -hmm. Pharisees were once—the Pharisee, I believe, means separated one. They said, we're going to be religious leaders. We're going to be the separated ones. And we're going to keep the most minute details of the law. And that's why you see the Pharisees were always upset at Jesus 
particularly when right. it came to the Sabbath. So the scribes are the ones that uh, are called lawyers as well. They copied the scriptures, but they also interpreted the scriptures. And I believe what happened was that the scribes interpreted to where there were 613 laws from that they got from the the um, from the Torah, uh, from the Old Testament. So they came up with 613 laws. Many of the scribes ended up becoming Pharisees, is what I understand, and what I read, I believe, from Dr. Paul Benware in his uh, books, the Old Testament Survey. And and so they, too, were saying, we're going to be dedicating keeping the law. And a lot of it had to do with keeping of the Sabbath. The Sabbath was so important to mm-hmm. the Jews. And, and on Sunday morning, um, and the Sabbath was so important to the religious leaders, on Sunday morning, what we're going to see in our Matthew study is that the Pharisees are going to rebuke Jesus' disciples because they were plucking grain on the Sabbath day. They said that was work. So they came up with all these laws, you know, concerning the Sabbath. You can't tie a knot on the Sabbath. You know, you can't walk a certain distance. And it became, uh, instead of a day being refreshed and renewed in the Lord, it ended up being a time where um, it was a burden to the people. So, and it is also where I read somewhere where they believed that if they kept the, the Sabbath perfectly, then the reigning Messiah would come. But if they didn't keep the Sabbath perfectly, um, then judgment was going to come, or the suffering Messiah would come. There was all kinds of different thoughts. But they interpreted all the minute details and came up with 613 commandments that they got from the Old Testament, from the Torah, that was written then um, in, in, the, in their writings and in their interpretations, and in the Talmud, it was recorded, I believe, in the 3rd century B.C. Does it say in the, in the Bible or, or in the Torah that uh, you can't tie a knot, but because they wanted to make sure they were being absolutely minute about it, they yeah. said, well, let's not take a chance. You can't tie a knot. They kind of added to well, what... Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, Pat, that they they said is you can't heal on the Sabbath. Luke's Gospel covers it a little bit more, that there's, I don't know how many stories recorded where Jesus healed on the Sabbath, and the religious leaders were very upset. John's Gospel, of course, the, the man at the Pool of Bethesda. Um, we know that the man in the synagogue that had the withered hand, the religious leaders were watching Jesus, and and Jesus said, you know, which one of you, if an animal fell into a pit, wouldn't pull the animal out? You know, and so he told the man to stretch forth his hand. So one of the big things was you do not heal on the Sabbath day. And and Jesus, you know, would rebuke them on that. And um, so we're going to go through all of that. It's going to be uh, interesting to look at as we go through Matthew chapter 11. It's amazing what we do as people, huh? Yeah, it's truly it amazing. Is. Yeah, so hopefully that helps. It did. Pastor, one more thing. Can I get a prayer request, and then uh, I'll be on my way? Okay, uh, sure. My sister-in-law, my um, my daughter, and my son-in-law uh, live in California. Uh, this morning, they were told to evacuate their home. Uh, I know you 
had said a prayer for earlier in the show for this and stuff. But uh, so from are, their house, they could see the flames. So, um, so they're in north. Are they in northern California? Yeah, and uh, it's just uh, they've all packed up and they've left, uh, and they're staying at their uh, our daughter's staying at the mother-in-law's house with her husband and stuff, mm. and. Uh, all they can do now is sit and wait, but their their whole area yeah. was evacuated. Uh, yeah, so, I read that. It's like a hundred thousand people were evacuated. And California's not like here. And you ain't gonna get no yeah. snow in California, you know. No, no. Those Santa Ana winds come in. This is the dry season. I had relatives in Northern California, and that cheat grass grows is three feet high, and it's thicker than anything. And Boy, you get those Santa Ana winds. This is the dry season. Well, um, hopefully going to get into the wet season before long. But a lot of people, 100,000 people. Pat, that's the whole city of, of Greeley being evacuated. And that's it's amazing. A, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's difficult. Father, we pray for Pat, his daughter and son-in-law, and, and all those who have been evacuating California. We do. It, there has been so much destruction there and in Oregon. And, um, and Lord, uh, and as they see the flames coming towards their home, I pray that you protect their home, protect other homes in that area, that somehow that you be with the firefighters, that they be able to suppress the fires, or Lord, just wind direction, whatever, bring some moisture, some humidity to slow that fire down. And I just pray that you give uh, his daughter and son-in-law just a peace in their heart right now, during this time of uncertainty, wondering what's happened to their home and all the other people as well. We just pray that you would just stop that fire and, and bring those people home as quickly as possible in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You have you a bet, Pat. You too. Thanks for calling. Hey, let's go to Francis in Denver. Hi. Um, you know, I had to I wanted to pray about several things. But I think the first thing is I want to pray for the lack of eating that one of my relatives is undergoing. He's he's just not eating. I think he's depressed. I don't know what's wrong with him. He is just barely eating and he's okay. a teenager and I'm so, you know, so concerned about him. So okay. I, I want to pray about him, and, and we're landlords, and our tenants not paying their rent. And, you know, we depend on that money to pay our bills and maintain. And, you know, we've got another right. place that's vacant. It's just, you know, and my daughter and son-in-law time. are going through a divorce, and I think that's impacting the grandson. And uh, there's just this world is just what it is. It's just yeah. not a good place, yeah. and there's lots going on. A lot of strain. Yeah, we're going to pray. And, you know, Francis, a lot of strain and stress on a lot of people, overwhelming. And, um, and you know, that's what we need to do is pray. So, Father, I do pray. I, I pray for a relative that just a teenager, a lack of eating, not eating, depressed, down, um, discouraged. We pray for your comfort to be upon him. Lord, that you would just uh, strengthen him and that he would eat and that, Lord, that you would lift his soul because you're the lifter of our heads. And, Lord, I pray as their landlords, Francis, that, Lord, that uh, they would have their needs met and it's been hard. People have lost their jobs. They're, they're, 
not paying rent, and, and yet uh, there are bills that need to be paid on both ends. So I pray for that provision and for the divorce that uh, Francis' daughter and son-in-law is going through. Lord, that affects the family. It's so hard, so difficult. So I pray for your hand to be upon Francis, that she would know that you love her, her family, provide for her and her family, minister to those that she's seen that are going through difficulty and and um, going through just pain and loss. And Lord, I just pray that you would show yourself strong on their behalf. And I just pray for you to work in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet, Francis. We'll be praying, okay? Thank you so much. Absolutely. It is a difficult time for so many people. You know, um, so, you know, it's, it's been hard. And, and I know as we're getting closer to the end of the show that, um, you know, we need to just keep looking to the Lord, praying, trusting him, resting in him because he cares for us. We can cast our cares on him because he does care for us. Let's have one more call that we can get in before we end. Mike in Pennsylvania. Bye. Hi, Mike. Hi, um, how are you doing? I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I had a question and probably a prayer at the end. So real quickly, I know you have to end. Um, my question was in regards to um, genders um, mm-hmm. and how, like, some people are born not exactly as expected, with the XX or XY chromosome, but instead they have, you know, a third one, or, you know, they have, like, the other genital part of the opposite sex showing. They have both showing. So how do you um, handle this situation if this is brought to you in an argument against, you know, saying that God made them male and female? Yeah, and that's what the Bible says, Mike, that he made the male and female. I've heard of that, that, you know, another chromosome or something, uh, that they can have both features, uh, maybe a feature of a male or female. And um, But, you know, I've never talked to anybody in that situation. And uh, and uh, for, I think, for the most cases, I talk with people about transgender, um, that we can hold to what the Scripture says, he made them male and female, and um, he's the potter, and we can show them those verses. And um, medically, I don't know how to, you know, really address those those issues of another chromosome or whatever it might be. So, um, but you know, to tell them that that God is the creator, and I think that's the main thing. Mike is, you know, in the book of Isaiah, even in Isaiah's day, they were saying. You know, how? why did you make me this way? And you don't understand, speaking to the master potter, he's the creator that created us, and he loves us, and he knows us, and he has a purpose for our life, and he wants us to to move forward in how he made us. And, and uh, we identify with him, and I think that's the thing that we need to always emphasize. We identify with Christ as we come to him and, as believers. And, and so you know, keep it in those realms. You said you had a prayer request? Yes. Um, right before the prayer, I wanted to say, well, I'm not sure if the, I would say, I guess it's the Lord that brought up 
brought that up to my mind, but one thing that came to my mind as you were speaking is the fall, like how this mm-hmm. could be related to the fall. Yeah I, um, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. It's something that, you know, I just, um, I've heard of it once in a while. I've, uh, you know, that I apparently biologically it can happen, but uh, he is the creator and okay. word says that he did make us male and female. So, okay. And your prayer request right. before we go, uh, we end? Yes. Um, prayer request is about, um, well, just help me pray that I read my Bible more, that I focus on it more. It's, um, it's like I've listened to a lot of um, sermons, a lot of messages. Like I enjoy listening to them. I enjoy listening to someone else yeah. reading the scriptures. It makes me want to read it. But then at the end of the day, I would start reading. But then for like weeks or maybe months, I would stop. Yeah. And listening to Bible study is important, Christian radio. But read your Bible. Just take a book and read through it and read it at your own pace. But be in the Word of God every single day. Father, I do pray for my brother. I pray as he's growing that he would have his devotional time where he's reading the Word because it's the written Word. Speak to his heart. Lord, just help him have a hunger for the Word. Lord, speak through the Word, and it is profitable. It's God-breathed, put to the page, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for for instruction in righteousness, for correction. Lord, I pray that you would just help Mike have a hunger for the Word in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks, Mike. Appreciate you calling. Hey, thanks, everybody who's called in. We had a great show today. Um, Just continue praying. Hang in there. The Lord loves you, and the Lord is with you. Looking forward to being with you next time. Have a great, great evening in the Lord. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.